This episode brought to you by Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Also brought to you by Shady Rays. Fit style and performance sunglasses without the big brand price. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. You know what doesn't translate well around Christmas? <laughs> Nutcracker. Don't get me wrong, millions of people watch the ballet around this time of year, but when it comes to any movie or TV adaptation, usually they're pretty weak. And the reason for that might be, the story is weak. But that's kind of the idea. It's a backdrop for pretty music, beautiful dancing, and creative scenarios. Nobody's really gonna analyze the story arc of the Nutcracker or the Rat King, so it's no surprise so many adaptations don't work. You know what else hasn't translated well? Tom and Jerry. After their incredibly successful run at Hanna-Barbera decades ago, the duo have never been able to have the same amount of creative or public praise. Okay, I have a soft spot for the live-action film, but acknowledge the worst part is the live-action film. The animation on Tom and Jerry is the only thing that works. But surprisingly, people say mixing this that hasn't translated well and mixing this that hasn't translated well, translated well. Tom and Jerry A Nutcracker Tale was released in 2007 and is one of the few Tom and Jerry and Nutcracker adaptations that seems to get positive feedback. Okay, nobody's calling it a masterwork or anything, but people that are fans of the two seem satisfied with this combination. It certainly isn't anything I would expect to be that great, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. How well does a style that incorporates no talking mix with another style that incorporates no talking? While incorporating talking? Well, let's take a closer look. This is Tom and Jerry, a Nutcracker Tale. Well, any movie that opens the same way as Batman and Robin has to be good. Once upon a Christmas Eve, the Nutcracker Ballet was performed to everyone's delight. Particularly the AI generator that performed it. Yeah, the style in the beginning is a little... odd. Sometimes it looks like a regular Tom and Jerry short, and other times it looks like the little golden book version of Black Swan. Yeah, censored one. King of the cats, that's what he is! Taking all our sustenance like it was really his! Outside, we see Tom and his cat pal singing about their leader, the King of the Cats. As you probably put together, the role of the Rowans has been changed from villains to heroes. Which is actually kind of a clever change. But he's really something special. James Lipton's final performance? Also, am I crazier? Did this Nutcracker music sound like it hijacked by Master of the House? Everybody raise a cheer! Maybe because we know he's here! Everybody raise a cheer! Raise it up the master's ass! Everybody raise a cheer to the king of the No, silly me, it's the Bitten in the Butt song from Animaniacs, my mistake. Bitten in the butt, got an for tear, took a little nibble from the barrier. Jerry and Tuffy are sad as they have to wait a whole year for another performance of Nutcracker. Nothing for Jerry in this empty place, except his love of the ballet. From that angle and with that animation, I might love ballet too. Jerry dreams of dancing, but sadly he has rom-com main character syndrome and is a total klutz. Move over, bead scene from Cinderella. We have other animated mice doing questionable things. Suddenly, um, 
Magic, I guess, as Jerry is transformed into the role of the Nutcracker Prince, complete with great dancing. Random magic continues as the toys around him come to life as well, including a ballerina from a music box. Oh boy, this'll be just like the steadfast tin soldier. That has a happy ending, right? Disney wouldn't lie about Hans Christian Andersen, right? A Mouse King needs a kingdom, too. Even if it's built on fragile magic. Fragile? Literally God is looking at this thing! I gotta up my game! The color and lighting in a lot of this is pretty impressive. It reminds me of the few times Hanna-Barbera put extra time into their backgrounds to really give more atmosphere outside of just slapstick comedy. Speaking of which, Tom sees Jerry and the toys, which sounds like a 60s band, are enjoying a grand feast, thus him and the cats try to invade. Feel like I've seen Tom go through worse, but that is the most mutilated I've seen him since any random shot from the Willy Wonka movie. <laughs> the random magic changes the cats into soldiers, and of course, the Cat King into a Cat King. Oh, Jerry, what should we do? I don't know. I literally just found out right now you can talk. In fact, how come I, the adult, can never talk, yet Tuffy, the baby, always speaks perfect English? This is Monsieur Jerry's wish, and this kingdom sprang from those desires. Well, French English. Why is he French? Oh, Mr. Cat, I have a present for you. Me? Oh, it must be real. There's no way she could guess my last name was Cat. <laughs> Jerry and the toys escape, leaving the cats to get blown up. Somebody do something! Am I crazy or like half the reactions to the slapstick like something out of a torture museum? Their escape is short-lived, though, as Tom grabs them and plans to blast them out of a cannon. Oh boy, this isn't gonna age well. Oh, sorry, in past Tom and Jerry cartoons when the cat with a black face shows up, I get a little nervous. The ballerina is left behind as Jerry and the rest are blasted through all the different backdrops in the theater. Okay, now you know they're begging us to ask, are they doing that on purpose? In a clever touch, I'm shocked never made into a Toy Story movie, one of the toys can only talk when her string is pulled. I was thinking, we need someone to aid us. And? Wait! Pull the string! And I have this tag that reads, The Toy Maker. So they decide to find the Toy Maker while the King sends Tom, who he always calls Tim, which is pretty funny. Tim, take all the men you need and make sure that mouse never comes back! To finish them off, just in case they make their way back. We're marching off to fight, we'll fight our foe with all our might! Good thing their inner monologues all happen to think the same song. Okay, in a weird way, I can see this random magic giving Jerry and the cats this world to explore, but something about creating cat civilians? Why is that so hard for me to comprehend? Like Tom blows this one a kiss, she seems all over it. Is the magic just going to possibly just give him a good time that night? Anything that can make me think of the porno parody is probably not good. Jerry and the others make their way through a scary forest where they skate across a frozen river. Look at me! This is one of the most playfully gruesome kids cartoons I've ever seen. I'm half expecting this to be like... Hey, look at me! This can be a little bit of a Halloween episode, too. On that note, Jerry falls through the ice and gets stuck in some of the seaweed, keeping him underwater. Don't give up, buddy! This is the most epically cheerful mouse-drowning music I've ever heard. This is the music Walken imagines when he tells his story about two mice falling into a bucket of cream. 
makes it out though as Tom gets closer to capturing him, but Tuffy pretends to be his conscience. When Tom questions where the little devil on his shoulder is, Tuffy decides to play both. Again, this is kind of a clever routine. Please, I beseech you to sleep on it, won't you? Damn, Tom and Jerry Nutcracker brings the pain! How is it movies can be PG for thematic elements and rudeness, but imagery that literally makes adults shout, Jesus, is suitable for all audiences? Also, extra point for the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Though I do certainly want to see a Sarlacc pit at the end of that fall. <laughs> Tuffy catches up to Jerry to warn him about the approaching cats. They are probably surrounding us even as we speak. Our doom is delightfully scored. We should be in chaotic danger more often. <laughs> Jerry outwits him though, in a horrifying way you may ask? Why yes. <laughs> Every moment of violence looks like there's gonna be a Sarah McLaughlin song accompanying it. <laughs> this is basically what people saw when they first watched The Happening. They outwit them too, in a way that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, we really are the wrong people to do this. And our heroes make a run for it. I'm glad the special knows the importance of getting Tom's yell right, because man, it can take a moment that would be lackluster and suddenly make it hilarious. I guess this was the last production Joseph Barbera did with Tom and Jerry before he passed. And though, like I said, this isn't anything amazing, his presence is felt and definitely noticed when it's absent. They enter a dragon's cave. Okay, I guess I won't fight seeing a dragon in Nutcracker. As the scaly creatures are sleeping and they have to get back the elf's head, which fell off earlier. I swear animated films are trying to create a fetish for sexy fire. Why, thank you, erotic element. Now the dragons wakes up, but Jerry tries to lure him back to sleep, of course using the music from the ballet. Uh, I guess I can go back to sleep and dream about my titillating breath. Seriously, what was that? Hey, it's me, Santa. Yeah, I know, everybody thinks I have a deep, booming voice, but that's a stereotype. Lots of bigger guys have high-pitched voices, like... Fluffy stand-up guy, uh, the dude who played the Big Lebowski, and that's it, just the three of us. But three is enough! Actually, that Big Lebowski guy, he played me in a movie. So you see? Not so crazy, is it? Anyway, I'm supposed to talk about Factor. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I deliver it myself, but working once a year is... I might be lazy. Anyway, you'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor. Which, who writes that down? I don't know anyone who writes that down. Skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up. And get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that don't skimp on flavor? I'm not, I have an image to keep up. Though I do have a calendar shoot coming up, but that might be for a specific audience. Anyway, try delicious dietitian-approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Or need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays? I don't, I... 
I'm depressed. Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab and go snacks, and ready to drink cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. I'm partial to shakes myself. I shake like a bowl full of, wait, I just got it. That's insulting. I just put it together. I'm suing that author. I'm sure he's still around. Nah, I'm just kidding. I am depressed though, but you won't be with this. Head to factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 and use the code nostalgia50 to get 50% off. That's code nostalgia50 at factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 to get 50% off. And hey, you know that song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, with the cloudy night, it's really hard to see and everything? Well, uh, that ties in gray into sunglasses. I really should look at these reads ahead of time. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Snow goggles, that ties in. I wear those all the time. And no oxygen mask, because I can breathe fine. Yeah, the, the, the illusion's really shattering here. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product. It's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. With an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. And if you're into winter sports, I'm not, I suck. Their quick swap snow lenses move easily between full sun to low light environments. Shady Rays always makes me look cool because I can pick whatever style I want, and they have such a variety to choose from. It's like that one holiday where you ask someone to get you a certain gift. Life day, you don't know how it works. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the US through their impact program. Teaming up with nonprofits to help live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. And good news, flip page over. Oh, a deal. Exclusively for our viewers, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code NostalgiaCritic for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com and use the code NostalgiaCritic. Oh, 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 what's going on in impersony? Are you impersonating me again? Damn it, I told my mother this would happen if she named me that. <laughs> what a weirdo. Is he gone? Oh, thank God I can use my normal voice again. Oh, 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 I better get ready for the calendar shoot. Doug plays Spider-Man 2 every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. Oh, they're at a carnival now. All right. I guess someone just heard the music and said, I imagine rigged games and expired food and everybody shrugged, who the hell's gonna get upset about that? It's Tom and Jerry. And they're kind of right, this gets a few chuckles. <laughs> No, really, his expressions could be a Faces of Death cover. We cut back to the ballerina trying to escape, which honestly serves no purpose except to remind you she's in the story, and sometimes I think the animators like drawing her too much. As we cut to even more shenanigans with Jerry and the gang escaping Tom. I never thought I'd say this, but I could use a little bit more plot in Nutcracker right now. The slapstick is still good and all, but something to shake things up. How are we gonna get her to talk? 
That'll do. I think I can help you with that. I'm sorry, did you drop in from this adaptation? Where the hell did this guy come from? He looks like whenever you say you don't believe in fairies, he's gonna take the dead fairy's place. I have special methods for restoring speech. <laughs> no joke with the intensity of some of the air violence. I was thinking to myself, I gotta take her goddamn teeth out. She's forced to tell him how to find the toy maker as our heroes get closer to their destination. All we had to do was follow the star. No, no, you fools. A guiding star. Christmas. This is clearly leading to the birth of Brian. Can you imagine I got snagged on a branch? Sure hope the toy maker's got some knitting needles. Jackass isn't as axed and prone as you are. The toy maker's revealed to be Santa, and I am embarrassed to admit I didn't figure that out earlier. And he does his best to help. When the sun rises, the magic that created your kingdom will fade. If you fail to reclaim your throne, it will remain the domain of the cats forever. What the hell does any of that mean? This kingdom didn't even exist 20 minutes ago. We were just dancing and eating. Now there's geopolitics in play? Santa gives him an army of toy soldiers, which Jerry leads to take back the land. Why do I love that this one soldier is a little off from the others? Like the animator said, eh, one of them would be drunk. Lower the drawbridge! Ah! The supporting cast, I forgot, was even in this! Our mice pals get eaten, but the horse returns to redeem herself. The sun comes up, resulting in the magic fading as the cats are literally kicked out of the show and back into the alley. But oh no, the day isn't saved yet. Really? Because there's literally just three minutes left. She starts saying burial instructions. Jewish funeral, no glue factory. But random magic, random magics are back to life and now she can talk even without a string. Now that's what I call a happy ending. Wait, were they watching the whole, wait, what? Is a backwards talking dwarf gonna announce this was a David Lynch production? What the hell is going on? And that was what many fans say is one of the best Tom and Jerry productions after the original shorts. Yeah, it's all right. I can't say it has quite as much in it for adults like the original shorts, but the slapstick is still decent. A lot of the animation can be pretty to look at. And like I mentioned, it does seem more geared towards little kids. But having a younger target audience isn't a bad thing. And as those go, I think this has enough decent moments. The music, most of the time matches the animation. There are a few moments where it doesn't quite work. But you do give it a little leeway because it is a direct-to-video movie. And honestly, for 2007, this is more effort than I would expect. I don't know if I would watch it again, but if you're a Tom and Jerry fan, there's a corny elegance to it that has just enough laughs and creativity to be worth at least one view. I'm a nostalgia critic, guy. Remember it so you don't have to. It's Cameo for Charity, and this month we're doing Toys for Tots. So if you want a video of me saying happy birthday, merry Christmas, congrats, or whatever, go ahead and click on the link below and know you'll be giving to a good cause. With that said, I usually do Toys for Tots for December, and part of that is because of this funny story that happened when we were shooting the review of Christmas with the Cranks. I share it every year, and this year is going to be no different. 
Hey everybody, Doug Walker here doing the charity shout out and I have a funny story for you. Uh, when we were shooting this review, we were outside about to shoot a scene with uh, Nostalgia Critic and Santa Christ and this car pulls up and they pull right into our parking spot and we don't recognize the people and they get out and we say, can we help you? And they say, uh, Toys for Tots. I'm dropping off Toys for Tots. No, 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 we're not Toys for Tots. And they're looking at us like, are you sure? And we said, yeah, we're sure. Why would we know where Toys for Tots are? And they said, well, because you got a guy dressed like Santa Claus there. Oh, no. <laughs> Un unrelated. Amazing. Totally unrelated. So, bizarrely enough, they were driving around looking for Toys for Tots, and we happened to come outside with a guy dressed as Santa Claus. What are the chances? <laughs> And I took it as a sign. There you go. So click on the link in the description, get a cameo from me, and be giving to a wonderful organization. Donate to Toys for Tots. Yes, it's a good organization. <laughs> Santa Christ approves.